0: and welcome to Catholic View on this Friday evening. I'm Sheila Pirsch. Thank you so much for joining me. Coming up in today's broadcast of Catholic View, we'll be checking out on the latest updates from Lesotho. But first, I bring you up to date with some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church and in Africa today. So do stay tuned.
1: This is Archbishop Bouti Tlakhale of the Catholic Diocese of Johannesburg. You are listening to Radio Veritas, the good news for a change.
0: In your headlines this Friday evening, Pope Francis urges churches to combat intolerance against migrants. Catholic Justice and Peace Department released novena on care of creation and Burundi bishops call for national dialogue to avert renewed civil war. Good evening once again, I'm Sheila Pirish. Pope Francis this Friday urged churches in Europe to step up efforts to combat intolerance, discrimination and xenophobia against migrants and refugees. Philippa Hitch and The Pope's words came in a meeting with national migration directors under the auspices of the
2: Council of European Bishops' Conferences, or CCEE. He said he was saddened to see that Catholic communities in Europe were also defensive and unwelcoming towards migrants, justifying their attitudes on grounds of conserving their cultural and religious identity. Pope Francis said we must recognize and understand this sense of unease in light of the economic crisis which has left deep wounds in society. Furthermore, he said governments and communities have been ill-prepared to cope with large influxes of migrants, highlighting the limits of the European unification process. But from an ecclesiological perspective, the Pope said the arrival of so many Christian brothers and sisters offers the Church in Europe an opportunity to become ever more Catholic. He noted how many migrants and refugees have already enriched parishes in their host countries. From a missionary perspective, he said, ministering to migrants offers new frontiers to announce the gospel and to witness to our Christian faith while showing profound respect for other faith traditions. These encounters are fertile ground for developing sincere ecumenical and interreligious relations, he said. Francis also noted that in his message for next Year's World Day of Migrants and Refugees, he speaks in detail about the need to welcome, protect, promote, and integrate all people on the move. On the basis of these four words, he said, the Vatican Office for Migrants and Refugees has published a 20 point action plan for local churches seeking to promote best practices. This action plan, he added, should be shared with all European bishops' conferences, helping to promote constructive dialogue with governments ahead of the global for migration due to be drawn up and
0: approved at a United Nations conference in 2018. The Catholic Justice and Peace Department in Johannesburg has released a novena on care of creation. At the last plenary, Catholic bishops agreed to a novena prayer for all Catholics in Southern Africa from Monday, the 25th of September to the 3rd of October,
3: 2017. Nosi has hesmo. The novena could be prayed by small Christian communities families or the whole parish which will require that the parish be open every day for these nine days the novena on care of creation begins with the same format from the entrance hymn to prayer for our earth and concludes with benediction for nine days there's a poster that goes with the novena that can be collected at the chancery in johannesburg
0: Earlier this month, a United Nations inquiry claimed that crimes against humanity are being committed in Burundi. The report said killings, torture, sexual violence, degrading treatment, enforced disappearances and arbitrary arrests have been taking place since the controversial 2015 election. The bishops of Burundi have also added their voice, calling for inclusive dialogue. According to Bishop Joaquin Ntahondereye of Muyinga and chairman of the Episcopal Conference of Burundi, democracy is not fully understood by many in the country and has been reduced to simply organizing periodic elections while ignoring the respect of its principles and values. Burundi has been suffering instability since April 2015, when President Pierre Nkurunziza announced he would seek a third term, despite objections from the bishops and others that this would violate the country's constitution. A two-day youth symposium was held in Nairobi, Kenya recently as part of the preparation for the Bishop's Synod on Youth to be held in October in Rome next year. The need to form young people to enable them to face various issues with maturity was a dominant theme at the symposium.
3: Nosipo Some 200 participants discussed themes that could help guide the deliberations of bishops at the synod next year. Among the themes discussed at the conference were the formation of youth to engage, with, to engage the media with due responsibility, the preparation of young adults for marriage, the value of having the parish experience, and the active participation of young people in small Christian communities.
0: On this year's occasion of the International Day of Peace, observed annually on September 21st, the President of the Sudan Catholic Bishops Conference, Bishop Barani Eduardo Hiboro, has called on young people in Sudan and South Sudan to be part of networks of peace to promote peaceful coexistence. The bishop made the appeal in a letter titled, Young people, yes, we can make peace, but let us do it together in respect, compassion and justice. He also lamented the heavy price of the senseless violence being witnessed in his country of South Sudan and recommended networks of peace. In other African news, a teacher and school founder who helped the release of some of the Chibok girls from Boko Haram extremists in Nigeria has been declared the winner of this year's Nansem Award, sponsored by the UN Refugee Agency, UNHCR. Mustapa Zana has opened schools in the conflict zone of northeast Nigeria where the Boko Haram group first began its terror campaign. Mustapa Zana, who provides free education to child victims of violence, says the award came at the right time.
1: Well, you know, our capacity is highly limited without active collaboration with international development partners. So we felt this award came at the right time. What happened actually that I was, when I'm a trained mediator, and when it happens that the government, President Mohammed Gawari, when he came to the level of the United Nations to say, I am, I want to, Negotiate with Boko Haram. So, from there, then there is the opening. That was when we got the mandate to see that we mediate on this projects because the activities of the Boko Harams have been outlet, outlawed from the UN level to down to Nigeria. But with such a mandate at the level of the United Nations coming down from the President, then we got an opening, or we call it the entry point, for us to start mediation on the process. And that was how we were able to get the Chibo girls out.
3: Regarding
0: the Chibo girls, what was the most emotional moment? Well, the emotional
1: moment has been when I received about 82 of them at the same time. You know, the first 21 is sort of a building confidence within their runs but now when I got these 82 of them being released to me I think that is the highest point I ever had in my life saying I have secured 82 or saved 82 lives.
0: How can education help in preventing conflict related and gender-based violence?
1: So education has always been one of the lower level approach to conflict resolution and to have a sort of harmonious understanding so What we leverage was, we always take children as being children, not minding the tendency they belong to, whether of the Boko Haram or whether of whatever. All what we know is that they are sort of an empty basis. If you peel it with good substance, so be it, and they will grow as good. Nobody has the tendency of violence in him. It is the process that makes him to know how balance are, because that is what makes some of the children, you can see, of twelve years, come for suicidal, because they are not, they are not given the post and value of the society. So if we can, in our own case, we felt we are going to give them, and we take them as children, not minding where they hail from or how they are, we see them as ours. Because at first of commitment to this sort of thing. All my biological children are part of the school. And I have to say, you can find one of the best children in that Part of this. I and mean, when you talk of gender, our school is the highest in terms of girls. The more than half of my own pupils in the schools are girls. And this is the only school you can find with such a number. Because one, the whole process is boiled down to women at first. Because there we are talking of widows. We don't talk of widows. We only talk of widows. So this is where you have more girls being brought forward because we put a sort of an association for women, widows of that future progress. And this is what we liberate to get the most of the girls, because there is a sheer resistance to girls' education in that part of the country. So with that, we are able to, we liberate to get highest numbers of girls.
0: Thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> Zanna. Is there anything further <laughs> you think the audience should know?
1: Well, What the audience are doing is that there is a like, huge humanitarian concern in that part of the country because let me give you an instance there are children who are at the age bracket of 3 to 5 who do not even know their second name we need to take these children off and give them positive moral value of the society and if you look at the the problems of the girl side in that case a girl of 12 years for that matter, not only being wife but is a mother and now a widow so what sort of approach do you have to do so without the international the partners Partners in. No synergy, no capacity in that part of the country that can handle this sort of situation. That is why I'm calling on the International community to come in and help with that matter.
0: Governments and the private sector are being urged to support three basic national policies which benefit early childhood development. The NPN reports. The call has been made by the U.N. Children's
4: Fund, UNICEF, which said only 15 countries worldwide have these policies in place. The measures include providing families with two years of free pre-primary education, offering paid breastfeeding breaks during the first six months of a child's life, as well as six months of paid maternity leave and four weeks of paid paternal leave. The UNICEF report launched on Thursday showed that Cuba, France, Portugal, Russia and Sweden are the only countries which have all three policies in place. Furthermore, 85 million of the world's children are growing up in 32 countries which have not implemented any of the policies. UNICEF said, surprisingly... Forty percent of them can be
0: found in just two countries, Bangladesh and the United States. And the Central African Republic, CAR, has been praised by a senior UN official for taking steps to prevent the recruitment of child soldiers. The country has signed an optional protocol to the Convention on the Rights of the Child, which covers the involvement of children in conflict. Tien Pen Hasmo. Virginia Gamba, special representative
4: of the UN Secretary-General, for Children and Armed Conflict, has commended the decision, calling it a milestone for the CAR. In a statement issued on Thursday, she encouraged the government to pursue its actions to protect the boys and girls of CAR, prevent any further recruitment and use by parties to conflict, and adopt legislation criminalizing the recruitment and use of children. The signing took place during the current session of the U.N. General Assembly in New York and comes just months after the CAR president pledged to strengthen child protection through adopting legislation that would prohibit the recruitment and use of children. The CAR is the 167th country to ratify the optional protocol, which the General Assembly adopted in May 2000.
0: In other news, a new agreement will make a life-saving medicine to treat HIV more widely available in more than 90 low and middle-income countries. The pricing deal for the generic single-pill drug known as dolutegravir DTH was announced at the United Nations on Thursday. DNP reports.
4: The World Health Organization, WHO, has been recommending DTG as an alternative first-line treatment for HIV since 2016. In the past, only richer countries could afford it. The deal will make the medication available to public health systems for around $75 per person. Michel Sidibé heads UNAIDS, the UN agency leading the fight to stamp out HIV and AIDS by 2030.
1: What we are talking about today with this uh, life-changing announcement is about the quality of medicine, but is about equity, is about dignity, is about access uh, uh, to medicine uh, as a human right. It is about equity, uh, and uh, we cannot afford to say that in one part of the world we'll have. Uh, excellent medicine uh, which will uh, uh, certainly uh, control uh, the epidemic but at the same time reduce uh, resistance and make sure that we have a proper suppression of viral load and in other parts of the world we will have a medicine which are uh, good but uh, which probably will not lead us to our objective of ending it.
4: Last year, just over half of all those living with HIV, or roughly 19.5
0: million people, had access to the life-saving medicines, according to UNAIDS. And finally, Father Stanley Rother, the first American-born martyr in the history of the Church, is being beatified in Oklahoma City tomorrow. The U.S. priest was gunned down in Guatemala in 1981 shortly after taking the heroic decision to return to his mission parish in the Central American nation, despite knowing his name was on the death list there. Maria Ruiz Escaperlanda is the author of a biography about this American martyr entitled The Shepherd Who Didn't Run. She spoke to Vatican Radio about him.
3: What he is is a model of faithful discipleship, of what it means to really give your whole heart to God and trust in God that what you are becoming is what he wanted of Father Stan's life. He is a great model for all of Americans because our struggles here have to do more, you know, with first world problems. And he's telling us, Father Stan, with his life and with his death, that what's important is to open our hearts to God and to the presence that he wants to be with us in the very ordinary lives that we do, that we can become holy people by living out our lives as they are to the fullest.
0: And that was a look at some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church and in Africa today. Thank you once again for joining me on this Friday evening. You are listening to Catholic View, a program produced and presented by Sheila Birch for Radio Veritas. Coming up next is our feature program, and today we take a look at the Catholic Church in Lesotho. Welcome back to our feature program. The June 2017 elections were supposed to soothe the troubled politics of Lesotho, a tiny enclave surrounded on all sides by South Africa. It was the third poll in five years after two successive coalitions collapsed amid vicious infighting and meddling from the army. The third time was supposed to be the charm, as incoming Prime Minister Tom Tabane promised to swiftly enact reforms to loosen the military's stranglehold on politics. But the recent killing of the army chief by two of his subordinates has raised concerns that more instability is ahead. The recent arrest of a journalist who criticized the government and the shutdown of his radio station has made the situation more dire. And that's according to critics. In an eight-page statement sent to media news outlets, the opposition documents a litany of worrying events, including police targeting residents thought to be opposition supporters, a brutal assault on a police spokeswoman by colleagues after she spoke about an investigation Investigation into the shooting death of the Prime Minister's estranged wife and the arrest, alleged torture, and subsequent flight of an opposition lawmaker. So, to get a better understanding as to what exactly is happening in Lesotho political scene, I spoke to Mr. Boy Mohapi, who is the Executive Secretary of the Catholic Commission for Justice and Peace.
5: And politically, we are fine, except. uh A recent incident of of, of, the assassination of the the army commander. I'm sure you have heard
0: about it. Yes, yes, that's right. We have heard about it and we also hear, you know, the opposition complaining about insecurity in the country, that no one is safe, that the military can just come and take anyone for interrogations and people can disappear or be arrested without any proper warnings. Is that true? Is the country that bad?
5: No way. No way. I don't think those so uh... are those statements are, are based on, 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 on truth and on facts. I think uh, that they are political statements. I cannot, uh, uh, cannot enter into, into arguments uh, either for or against them because they are just political statements. What is happening now is that uh, the current government is trying its best to, to implement the the, the recommendations that were set by the, 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 the Sadak Commission that was established by the, 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 the former government in, in, in relation to the assassination of the then commander of the civil Defense Force. So you remember we, there, was, there was that commission which uh, made recommendations and uh, recommendations were adopted and then endorsed by the Sadak Troika and later by the Sadak Summit. And Lesotho had to implement those, those, those recommendations. However, the, 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 the then government did not seem to be, you know, you know having a full political will to implement the, 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 the recommendations. That the then Prime Minister even went to the extent of saying some, some recommendations would not see the, day, the light of the day, while some would be implemented on, 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 on the short term. And others on a long-term uh, 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 frame. So that is that is what the, the current government is trying to do now to try and see how best they can implement those those those, those recommendations. And among those recommendations, uh, to be specific, one of them was to see to to, to make sure that uh, the the killers or the the, the people alleged have uh, participated in. And, and, and contributed to the the assassination of the commander of the LDF Then must be brought to book. And uh, one of them was also to say uh, the reforms which were were, were also due, uh, political reforms and also security reforms, should also be uh, 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 launched so that the country can move forward in terms of making sure that there's, there's peace and political stability and security stability. So, and I think the, the current government is trying to deal with those issues. but later, later before the elections, there was also a very, 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 very uh, famous case of a certain political uh, police officer who was, uh, who, was uh, who, uh, who was actually uh, uh, killed uh, uh, by by his uh, his colleagues and, 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 and disappeared. And in the, in the in the in the process actually what happened is that
3: uh,
5: uh suspects of the of the murder case were, 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 were apprehended and later on some some former government ministers were also invited in the case. So there were there were allegations of torture which we actually uh, verified by visiting the the, the UK in the same the former uh, Minister of Defense. And during our visit, Mr. Uh, Moshe told us that he was uh, physically uh, tortured by the police and he showed us some doses on his hands and uh, on his face. But uh, we, didn't, we didn't have the funding that uh, through the medical news because we didn't have the doctors with us. But later on, it was established that uh, there was actually no tortures that were. So
0: those are, those are some of
5: the, 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 the issues
0: that, that came last all right, Mr Mohapi, I know that you are in charge of the, the Justice and Peace Commission for the Catholic Church there in Lesotho. since the last time we 've spoken, what has been happening, what are some of the activities that you've been up to?
5: Oh yeah, there has been quite a lot of things uh, happening. Let me start by acknowledging. Uh, the support that we get from the Dennis Haley Peace Institute of the FACBC. They they actually, they actually working with us here in Lesotho, but so they provide technical support in, in the peace-building uh, initiatives that we are undertaking in several uh, communities in Lesotho. We have uh, heart-stricken uh, 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 conflict uh, area where two factions of family music are, are actually uh, fighting and killing one another. But the unfortunate part of that uh, of that of that of that community is that uh, most of the of the gangs uh, are, are, are not living in the Soto. They belong to that community, but they they stay in South Africa. They they are actually involved in the in, in several. Uh, illegal mining activities in South Africa, and some of them form part of the the famous marasha uh, Guru groups, and the that is that is that is the area where uh, our the support that we get from the Israeli Institute has been uh, has been uh, dedicated to. So we have been kind of trying to mobilize the community, mobilize young people, mobilize women. To, to, to stand up and, and say it's enough is enough to provide them with necessary skills, communication skills, mediation and conflict management skills. also on negotiation skills so that they were able to address issues of uh, differences so that then at the end of the day we can see social cohesion and and, and, and living together in, in, in harmony in those communities. Those are those are some of the activities that we have been doing. But over and above, we have also been involved since, since the announcement of the the, the upcoming uh, local government elections. We, as you may you may be aware, the next week, 30th of, 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 of September, the is going to so is going to undertake uh, a local local government elections where uh, people are going to elect their their councillors. So we have been involved in the in the in the end of electoral education, voter education, civic education throughout the country, especially in the in the missions where we have the uh, presence of justice and peace committees. We have been also sensitizing and uh, and, and training religious uh, congregations on on on, on 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 voter education as well. And uh, we've been also uh, working with, with other civil society organisations in, in, in that regard. So that is what we have been busy doing since uh, since July up to this time. And to also, in, in terms of uh, economic and mining justice, we have also been uh, undertaking uh, quite a number of uh, yeah, you know activities around areas affected by mining and large projects. And for your information, a week, two weeks ago, CCJP had organized a national a national forum uh, on mining and, and resource management, natural resource management, where mining companies, uh, government ministries, uh, civil society organizations, communities affected by uh, mining operations were invited under one roof to kind of variable on issues that uh, uh, have to do with uh, natural resources and mining governance in the city. and uh, that that was a three-day uh, conference we are we are in the in the process of releasing the report now so in a nutshell those are some of the activities other than other than our our, 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 our usual mediation uh, uh, activities that are undertaken by uh, at a higher level by the bishop President himself, Uh, like I've said, I've already talked about the issues of portcalling stability and security issues, which are then uh, dealt with at a higher level by, by the bishop himself.
0: Well, Mr. Mohapi, thank you so much for keeping us up to date as to what's happening in Lesotho. It's always good to know more about countries under the umbrella of the SACBC. So thank you so much for those updates. I look forward to hearing uh, more from you in the near future.
5: Yeah, you're most welcome, uh, Shashila. And I, I, I think really, really to be, to be, to be more precise, the, the support that uh, Lesotho CJP, SAL, CDC is getting from the South African Difference Conference is very, very, very immense, and it has to be uh, acknowledged now and then. And I think we are very grateful for the for the support that we are getting. And we are in the process for your information, we are in the process of now mobilizing the dioceses, you know, the dioceses that share borders with you. So the Diocese of Bethlehem, the Diocese of Brooklyn. Diocese of Coxstad Diocese of uh, uh, Alwanov, so that we can look into issues of cross-border and see how best we can synergize and work together to address issues of justice and peace, issues of human rights, issues of conflict management are al- along the borders. There's a lot of uh, fighting uh, among farmers on the borders of Lesotho and South Africa, and we need to work with the Justice and Peace uh, Diocesan uh, uh, Committees. Uh, in that regard, I and mean, we are in the process of trying to map those, those 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 who are our neighbours and see how best we can sit down and 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 and, and, uh, and agree on 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 a strategy to work together towards addressing the, those problems. So I think. Uh, Really, the neighborhood is being very, 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 very fruitful and it's it's working very well for
0: us. And my thanks goes there once again to Mr. Bui Mohapi, the Executive Secretary of the Catholic Commission for Justice and Peace in Lesotho. And that brings me up to time. This has been your Friday's edition of Catholic View. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed weekend. I'm Sheila Pierce. Until Tuesday at the same time, God bless you and ciao, ciao.